0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome to the Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Frutinski. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and 10 Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fertinsky, joined by my co-host, Kevin Fertinsky. Another amazing week for Bills fans. The Buffalo Bills, as the title says, they have become kings of the AFC East. The Bills have not only clinched the playoffs, they've also now, this week, clinched the division things are looking really good as you can see Kevin's running around he's got a whole lot going on he's been on vacation I'm going on vacation soon this show may not run during the playoffs we are not entirely sure yet don't want to disappoint anyone who listens every week we we do appreciate every single one of you our numbers continue to rise Thousands of you are listening to each and every episode and from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of Kevin's heart, we cannot thank you more. The support you guys have all given us is is truly amazing. We are so thrilled. We will definitely be back next season if we are not back this playoffs. Don't worry, this show is not going anywhere. You will be able to get your Buffalo Bills fixed once again next season but at this moment the next few weeks are certainly up in the air as the main host of this show i might be away i might not be able to do it we're not exactly sure yet how the technicals are going to work we don't know yet but thank you all for listening we do really appreciate every single one of you sending in your messages listening to us every week listening to us rant and rave about the Buffalo Bills. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Kev, let's talk about this game because the Buffalo Bills won big in a game that I was nervous could be a trap game against the Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah, look, we struggled in the first half big time. You know, we couldn't stop the run in the first quarter especially. It looked like it was going to be a tight game where, you know, they were running over us. We didn't let fields get any get anything going really on the ground, which was really important. If you let fields run all over you, that could be a, a trouble trouble game. But look, we didn't come out. We weren't exactly focused. We didn't seem to have a good game plan either for the weather. We came out. We weren't running the ball, even though it seemed like every play we did, we gained 15 yards. So that was very strange. And then the second half, we did adjust, started to hand the ball off more, and basically led to led to four touchdowns in the second half, um, which was great. We could have had more if it wasn't for Allen throwing two picks. Um, but look, you took care of business against a team that's a lot worse than you. The Bears are not a good team. They were 3-11. We beat them in the freezing cold and we moved on, you know, to next week, which is obviously a massive game, basically for the conference. Because if you lose this game, you have, I think, around a 10% chance of winning the conference. And honest, let's be honest, it's probably zero. If you lose against Cincinnati, you're then behind Cincinnati and Kansas City, most likely. And that's it you're playing um, You're playing the first week of the playoffs and you don't get a bye um, and you don't get home throughout the AFC. So next week is a massive game. And, you know, honestly, I think we're going to win this game. I think we're ready. I think we're going to treat this as a playoff game. And I can't wait for next Monday night.
1: Yeah, this is, this is going to be a huge game. Prime time, Monday night. The NFL must be so thrilled with the scheduling of this game. It could not have worked out better. It's the final game of the week, and it's arguably, not arguably, it is the most important game of the entire week. Any serious football fan is going to be tuning in. Obviously, all the Bills fans are tuning in. Obviously, all the Bengals fans are tuning in. But... This game, like you said it. I mean, this is it. It's crazy because the Buffalo Bills have played such a great season. It would be such a shame to not get that first round by. We deserve it. We beat Kansas City in Kansas City. We've taken care of business for the most part. But this is where those divisional games have come back to haunt us. The loss against the Dolphins, the loss against the Jets, which really it has to be noted, neither of those teams turned out to be very good. We thought for a moment that when we lost to those teams, particularly the Dolphins, we thought that they were legit. And I'm going to say it right now. They are not legit. They're not a bad team, but they're not a good team either. We should not have lost to them. And of course, the Jets, it's very, very apparent that they are not legitimate at all. We lost to Zach Wilson. So I I think I'm sort of flip-flopping here. Let me be clear. The Buffalo Bills have played a great season. I think they deserve to get that first round bye. However, they have stumbled just enough that it's in doubt. And it's a shame that it has to be in doubt against an amazing opponent like the Cincinnati Bengals who have been rolling. That team has gotten better and better as the season has gone on. But there is some good news. They've lost their right tackle for the season. Joe Burrow is the best part of this NFL team. They are, he is the best part about the Cincinnati Bengals. And they have lost a key piece that has protected him quite well, well-ish. And now, there's an opportunity for us to take advantage of that. Let's talk also a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs because they're also a problem, right? Because if you lose this game and Cincinnati goes on to win their next two, of course, we don't win the conference. Like you said, 10% chance. We both know it's practically zero. They're facing the Denver Broncos, which should just be called the Dead Horses. That team is pathetic. I don't think they have any chance. There is no way the Kansas City Chiefs are losing to them. Then they take on the Las Vegas.
0: Their coach
1: yeah, that should be noted too. They fired their coach, which to be honest, it might make them better for any Bills fans. We know Nathaniel can hack it very well. He is a terrible coach. I have no idea how he landed this job. It's kind of a joke, to be honest, that he got this job. I know he was an okay offensive coordinator, sort of. Honestly, it's a joke that he got this job. But anyways, they fire him. I think they're probably better without him, but they still suck. They're still a dumpster fire. You do have the Las Vegas Raiders, which are that sort of interesting team. Maybe that's a trap game for the Chiefs. Maybe, maybe they pull off a miracle for us. But honestly, if we take care of our business, if we beat the Bengals, we will then presumably beat the new England Patriots to close out the season and all will be well. And we'll be going on to the next round. And then let's watch the chiefs and Bengals fight it out in the second round. Let Cincinnati beat the chiefs. So we don't even have to deal with cleaning up their mess later on in the playoffs. But I digress. Let's talk a little bit about the Buffalo bills win because yes, yes, The Chicago Bears are not an impressive team. But I want to look specifically at what the Bills did and what to me was, I think, impressive from the Bills, particularly when it comes to handling Justin Fields. Let's not forget what Justin Fields has done this season. He's run for over a 1,000 yards. He has the opportunity to break some records with rushing yards. He, of course, has been electric all season in terms of the running game. And the Buffalo Bills contained him better than I have seen a team contain Justin Fields all season. They did what they did to Lamar Jackson in the playoffs just a couple of years ago. The Buffalo Bills have handled running quarterbacks very well. And I was very impressed with that. I didn't necessarily expect us to handle them as well as we did. So I was very pleased with that. I do want us to touch, Kev, I'll let you touch on this. Josh Allen, he did have a good game in the end. He came up big in the end, as he always does. But he had some humongous, and I mean humongous, errors that were sort of things that we thought were in the past. But they're haunting us again.
0: He's not He's not perfect. I think he lost a bit of... Um focus in that game again I think against an inferior opponent he tried to do a little bit too much we've seen this in the past you know him just trying to do a little bit too much it's freezing cold it's extremely windy he certainly did not need to throw it into double coverage to Isaiah McKenzie you know from 20 whatever around 20 yards out of the end zone It was so unnecessary. I was just thinking at the time, like, just don't make that throw. Dump it off. Live to see another down. It was just so unnecessary to make that throw. And let's hope he doesn't do that this week against Cincinnati and pass that in the playoffs. Because this team is good enough to win. When we don't need, we don't necessarily need to score 35 points to win because our defense is so good. Yes, you're going to need to score points against Kansas City, Cincinnati, whoever you play if you make it to play an NFC team in the Super Bowl. Yes, you're going to need to score points. But with how good our defense is, if he can just limit his mistakes, I think. We have a great chance to make and win the Super Bowl. You know, we didn't need that unnecessary fumble from Gabe Davis, which he seemed to lack focus throughout the game, um, which is Gabe Davis has not solidified that number two receiver role. He's been okay, but he's just simply made too many mistakes throughout the season, including drops not staying in bounds, fumbling, whatever it may be. He just doesn't seem to have that magic he had last year. And let's hope he'll just do it in the playoffs like he did last year. But I digress. Anyways, back to Alan. Just limit the mistakes, especially against inferior opponents. Even in the playoffs, we're likely to play inferior opponents. The only teams in the AFC I don't see as inferior opponents are Cincinnati and Kansas City. Otherwise, I think we're vastly better than any other team in the AFC. And if we don't make mistakes, we're going to win. That's not necessarily the case against Kansas City and Cincinnati. I think we need to play a very good brand of football to beat those two teams. But against anyone else, I think, honestly, mistake-free, you're going to win those games. So don't turn the ball over in the red zone and don't make stupid passes.
1: Yeah, you, you need to play playoff-caliber football. That is how you're going to get this done. You need to play playoff-caliber football against the Cincinnati Bengals. You need to do the exact same against the Kansas City Chiefs if you play them. You cannot make those mistakes. It can't happen. Josh Allen is a great quarterback. Josh Allen had an incredible game just a week ago. But Josh Allen has issues. He's not perfect. You've said it already. He has these moments where he wants to do more than he needs to. And it's interesting because... Against the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm more okay with him taking those kinds of risks because I know we need it. Him taking those kinds of risks against the Chicago Bears when you're up a lot are not necessary. So I think it's a situational thing, but I also think it's a pressure thing. He feels the need to make a big play, to always make a 40-yard throw, and he doesn't need to do that. He knows it, but I think he just he sees the opportunity and it's just too tasty for him. I do have to bring something up, and I'm not going to say I hate bringing it up because I love this guy. Kevin knows who I'm going to talk about. I, Hodge, Isaiah Hodgins. The guy is doing it again. He had eight catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. And guess what? No fumbles. The guy is bigger than Gabe Davis. Maybe not quite as fast, but he's got sure hands and he's playing very good football. That's right. I'm not, I'm not going to leave this alone because I think it's a big, big mistake. Look, hopefully the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl and none of this matters. But if they don't, I'm telling you right now, if it has anything, and I mean anything to do with the receiving core that somehow costs us a playoff game, believe me, next season, hey, look who's here. Believe me, next season, if anything should happen related to receivers in the playoffs, I will not stop talking about how we shouldn't have let Isaiah Hodgins go. He's a good player. He's physical. He has size. He has everything we need, and we are missing it desperately now. Going into the playoffs, look, I still think we're a great team. We're 12-3, and but our receiving core is a little thin. Kev, wouldn't you agree? Our receiving core is not quite as good as we would really like it to be, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, clearly, if Bean could take back letting Isaiah Hodgins go and could have just released Jake Kumoro, I'm sure he would do it. It didn't seem to make sense because our receiving core has struggled a lot this season. And the fact that Isaiah Hodgins has looked so good when he's played You can see the guy has something tall. He catches the ball. He has a good personality. There's just so many things that I, I did like about Isaiah Hodgins. And the crazy part is it looks like Isaiah Hodgins is going to be one of the huge reasons why the Giants are going to sneak into the playoffs. He's been unbelievable for them down the stretch. He's actually been their number one receiver, which is kind of crazy, the fact that we didn't give him a chance, which does go to some of my concerns I've had with McDermott and being is they don't seem to let our young players have enough of an opportunity to play. They seem to favor some of these older veterans, special teamers only over certain young guys. I mean, even Raheem Blackshear is having some pretty – Like, quite a bit of success on Carolina. He's had quite a few touchdowns. He's getting some opportunities to run the ball. And we have Haiwan Jones at the end of the roster. did like the Naheem Hines pickup. I think he's been a great returner. And he's really solidified that aspect of our team. But, again, we, we seem to have chosen special teams over a guy who can really help our offense. Which in this case may have been a huge mistake uh, because Kumaro offers zero on offense offered a little bit on special teams and still they kept him over a guy who could have offered you something really important on offense. So certainly it's frustrating that we let Isaiah Hodgins go, but we have to move on. You have to hope what we have is enough. You have to hope Beasley, maybe can contribute in, in the offense, in the playoffs. You obviously hope Gabe Davis can rekindle some of that magic last season. Of course, you have Stefan Diggs. And we can't forget about Isaiah McKenzie, who when he gets open, when the teams seem to lose him, he does make plays. Not the greatest at contested catches. He's a little bit undersized and not, not quite the physical player that you maybe need, and his route running is not as quick as what Beasley was and what he used to offer. Um, But some of that slack can be taken by James Cook and Devin Singletary. We've seen lately, James Cook is electric with the ball in his hands. And if you can get him the ball out of the backfield, I think he could be an X factor for this offense in the playoffs because he has been getting better and better as the season has gone on. He's getting more opportunities and he should continue to get more and more playing time because he's a home run hitter and that guy can make a huge difference on route to a Super Bowl.
1: And I like that you bring up James Cook there because he is an example as and you already talked about this at the Bills have an issue. Their management does have an issue with rookies. They don't seem to trust them. They don't want to give them opportunities. Sean McDermott likes to play along. You know, you earn your reps, all that stuff. And that's true in some cases. Of course, we've seen some mistakes. They haven't played all rookies they should. They haven't given everyone an opportunity as they should. Of course, Hodgins is gone now. You know, maybe they haven't given Shakir quite as much. You know, we don't need to go into too much there, but James Cook is an interesting one because they didn't give him a lot of opportunities for the majority of the season, but now they are, and this guy looks like he is for real. He looks like he could be for real, and both him and Devin Singletary, you know, stock up, stock down, we're kind of covering it all here, so we don't really have to have the set segment today. That running game that we're seeing coming out of Buffalo now is starting to turn a corner. Devin Singletary and James Cook look very good. Now, this was against the Chicago Bears, so let's not get ahead of ourselves, but it's impressive. And it's more so what I'm seeing from Cook rather than Singletary because Singletary had some nice runs, but what's becoming very apparent is even on those open runs, if it was James Cook that had the ball, he'd be in the end zone, Singletary gets tackled. He doesn't have the second and third gear that you need to take it to the house. Now, of course, he did have a touchdown, but still, if we see the speed that Singletary has once he breaks through the line, it's not quite the burst you'd like to see from an elite running back, whereas James Cook has that elite speed that you expect from elite running backs. And boy, oh boy, this guy can break the game wide open. And it it is interesting, because you bring up the passing game, the Bills haven't been great at the screen game, but my hope is now that they're getting James Cook more involved and more importantly, him and Allen trying to get on the same page, there could be something very dangerous there. That could become exactly what Allen needs in the situations where he needs to or feels that he needs to throw it 40 yards down the field. He can just dump it off to James Cook and let James Cook make a play for him. Let him get a guy to miss a tackle, break a tackle, open some space for him. I think that that could really help Josh Allen and make Allen much more comfortable because he feels like he has a really good outlet, which I don't think Allen really feels he has right now. You know, Cole Beasley used to be that. Maybe he can be. Isaiah McKenzie has, of course, not become that. I don't think Devin Singletary is that. He drops too many passes. Maybe James Cook is that answer because I don't think there is really truly anyone else who can be that guaranteed dump-off one two-yard pass that goes for 10, 12-plus yards. So I do think James Cook could be that. I actually want to sort of dive straight into keys to the game I have some notes, but while we're already talking about James Cook, to me, and I, and I said this already, the Buffalo Bills need to play playoff-caliber football in this game. And to me, what that means is utilizing players that they haven't fully utilized throughout the season. That includes James Cook, it includes Naeem Hines, and it includes Dawson Knox, who has been coming on lately that guy is looking better and better every week kev what have you thought specifically let's talk about the game against the bears you got to be pleased with dawson knox i mean i know he has some of his typical drops but he made some incredible plays that we haven't seen really since last season
0: yeah i look at the offense recently and you see the utilization more of Dawson Knox, James Cook. And to me, it's Dorsey's progression as a play caller. I think he's gotten a lot better throughout the season. I think he's been able to incorporate a little bit more of what Dable was, was you know, able to do in previous years. Where we're using everyone on this offense. We didn't see it a lot at the beginning of the season. It was mostly, you know, Stefan Diggs pretty much the whole game, every game, which is great. He's an amazing receiver. But lately, we've been seeing guys schemed open, like Dawson Knox, James Cook, even McKenzie at times. Guys are getting open quicker and easier, and they're wide open. Even Hines had a wide open touchdown the other game. So I am liking the way Dorsey has improved, and honestly... This a little bit could be a case of we've been saving things for later in the season and the playoffs. I'm hoping they've been saving some of their trickery, knowing that we're such a good team. We're a playoff team. We could be the number one seed that they're just saving things for the playoffs. Like, honestly, when you look back at this season, it's like, were we keeping James Cook's touches low so that he's fresh for the playoffs? Are we doing the same with Kair Elam? Are you know are we just throwing Dane Jackson out there just because you know we're gonna surprise teams by playing Kair Elam the whole game in the playoffs? I'm I'm wondering if that's the case. When I watch this team, Kair Elam is a thousand times better than Dane Jackson. James Cook is a thousand times better than Singletary. That may be not what a lot of people think. But James Cook is our number one running back going forward. I mean, next year, he's our number one running back. I don't even think we're going to sign Singletary. I think James Cook is electric. I think he could have a massive season next year. But I am just wondering if we were simply saving him for the playoffs, giving him a limited amount of touches all season, and then he we're just going to blow people out with James Cook, because he is so fresh at the end of the year and into the playoffs. That would be an amazing thing. That would be brilliant. If that was their plan this whole time, and James Cook runs rampant in the playoffs, that would be amazing. And the same feeling I have with Kair Elam, the fact that they've kind of been mixing him in again now, maybe their thought is to just bench Dane Jackson outright in the playoffs and just play Kair Elam which I would be thrilled to see because I can't stand Dane Jackson. I think he stinks. So to me, if, the, if that was the Bills' plan and that's what the Bills do in the playoffs, I am going to be like blown away.
1: If that is the case, they are the smartest management and I don't even care about the Hodgins thing. Like, forget it. Who cares? If that's the case, it really truly would be incredible. I think it would be unprecedented. I will say this. With Elam, I'm not sure. He didn't look great from the start. He made some mistakes. They wanted to give Jackson a chance. I can kind of understand at the beginning. Obviously, we quickly got tired of Dane Jackson. The James Cook idea I never even crossed my mind. But now that you say it, I'm actually starting to believe it. Because running back injuries are such a commonplace. And and I mean serious running back injuries, right? We we see guys go down. Time, yeah. We see guys go down, torn ACLs, etc. And it happens. So I'm starting to wonder, maybe they have been saving, him. maybe they're giving him they gave him just enough touches to keep him interested, to keep him understanding the offense, and like you said, entering the the playoffs, they're gonna just open that wide open and it might happen this week against the Bengals so to wrap this up the Bills have a monster game against the Bengals we will not be doing a show this week before the game because of course it would be just before the game we will be reevaluating in in January we will see if not we will see you all beginning of February prior to the Super Bowl if the Bills are still in it otherwise you will hear from our beautiful voices next season probably during training camp off season so we will be taking some months off so we can be with our families have a break and not talk just buffalo bills but don't worry me and kevin will be talking about it personally off the air all the time anyways but thank you thank you so much for listening to us every week all of you listeners to the thousands of people that have been listening to us Every single week, we, we thank you so, so, so much. We really do appreciate it. And as always, go Bill's, go baby. Bill.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.